Okay, it looks like we're rolling with the reskilling and reusing event for May 2019 in the Portland Library in the Portland neighborhood, Louisville, Kentucky, as is always happening on the last Tuesday of the month. And here it is, creeps up again, and so we do this monthly event, and we do it on this day, and why not? And there's all kinds of things that I want to get into today, and I look forward to that. Um, everything seems to be working. I've got the Audacity software. I've got my uh, my uh, Android also recording just in case there's a blow up. And I have uh, my <clears throat> slide set. Uh, if anybody comes in, we've got a capacity of 35, 50 maybe. I uh, wants to talk about drone reskilling and the and reusing and all kinds of ideas. That's fine. Otherwise, I'll just plow right ahead with uh, what I'm all about. And you know, when I start out saying, "Hey, this is a, a reskilling and reusing event," what I'm doing is I'm saying to folks, "Hey, this is about reskilling and reusing." Uh, just to for money, society, for uh, self-actualization, uh, but also it's kind of a little bit about life hacking, finding some cool stuff that uh, we can do and share amongst one another. And uh, I guess the sharing idea is that, yeah, we can share in, in person, and also the audio and the slide set for this is going to be available uh, at a Facebook book link for, I think, P&I, uh, Portland, Portland now incorporated, uh, and that's the neighborhood association. <clears throat> and you can look under events, and that's the reskilling would be there. Another easier way would be to go to the blog post where I upload the audio and the slides every month at metageny.com/reskill, and metageny spelled M-E-T-A-G-E-N-Y dot com, and it's like you're just here, although you have to just forward the slides. Uh, when the audio says, okay, next slide, or something like that. So I've gotten, uh, no, no, I don't think anybody have any trouble if they want to follow along. So anyway, yeah, life hacking is one thing. Resilience, uh, very uh, uh, excellent concept. And also the refuse, if you want to say no to things, this is a great forum to uh, refuse or redress, like if there's a grievance with the... Uh, uh, orchestrating bodies that are over us, and we can re look at options for redressing that. And last month, I think I talked a little bit about reskewing or a rescue, which means that people you know, are trying to reuse and reskill so much they get burned out. So there's a little bit of a re-rescue aspect to the re reskilling. Another thing would be to renew. Obviously, that's an easy one. So renewing and redoing, but at the end of the day, it really is putting a, a thoughtfulness uh, with what you're already doing. So when you say the word re in front of a word, it's kind of thinking about it again. And so I put the whole idea of re-anything, re-everything, re-x. And so that's where our uh, re-x Comes, becomes R-E-X, which is Rex. So maybe we'll just call this the Rex event or the Rex retreat. You heard it here first. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? So anyway, that's kind of a little bit about uh, concepts from uh, 50,000 feet. 
20,000-foot uh, view, the next slide, has to do with the idea that uh, one the stuff that we talk about here can also be conceptually uh, talked about either at a micro level with your own personal life or citywide or nations or universe, all that kind of stuff. The, the whole idea of fractals uh, become interesting and uh, <clears throat> there's been a lot of science and math in, in that area with the Mandelbrot set and uh, even some art uh, from the Norse Vikings uh, with the whole idea of curly queuing out into infinity is uh, just the same as curly queuing in and that's beautiful. And the concepts can be anything and there's listed one to 14 different kinds there. And the uh, last one I put down there, including the obvious excellent ones you know, that are right there, like uh, you know, food and transportation and heat and hygiene. And, uh, the last one was uh, rescue or being kind. And uh, the whole idea, I just saw a movie called Wrinkle in Time and it's from a good book. And you know, the being kind and um, you know, loving yourself in the universe, it's all kind of fractal. So they actually mentioned the word fractal in the movie. <laughs> the next slide has to do with implementation because if you have an idea and you put muscle on it, there you go. So uh, project management is all about um, finding about what the scope of what you want to do is, how fast you want to do it, I'm just going to pause. Uh, what kind of quality you're going to live with, what risk, and how you're going to do it, and how you're going to tell others, and how do you make sure that everybody other who can stop you or want to encourage you uh, get on board too through the integration process. So that, again, you can put muscles uh, on ideas. So it's a kind of an empowerment. That's a reskill, because I don't think you really learn that much these days in, uh, in, in school. So getting right on right ahead with what is going on uh, this past month, because last month uh, I shared what happened uh, in my previous month that I thought was reskilling, reusing, et cetera, or, or just recs in general. And this month um, is no different. I basically uh, out and about doing things, and lo and behold, there you have it, something called life, and there's some... Uh, Reskilling, reusing in it. Uh, so the slide that I've pulled up, the next slide after the project management, is a picture. It's on the wall of the Waterfront Development Corporation's headquarters because I, uh, I thought they might have some good pictures of boats. And uh, I promised the library that I would sketch an outline of a shanty boat, which is an association with the Portland Museum has a shanty boat uh, display, and I uh, want to have a new mural that the library is going to put up. I uh, wanted the, the kids to go ahead and paint uh, a shanty boat from my sketch, kind of like paint by numbers kind of a thing. And, uh, and so I got a real good picture of a shanty boat uh, from the walls, and that'd be cool. I got some ideas about uh, projecting the shanty boat image to uh, with a digital projector to a wall or to a to a canvas and then the canvas can then be uh, sketched with a pencil uh, so you can actually just trace or, or draw what you uh, see rather than doing the freehand which some of us are challenged with I'm not going to go ahead and freehand a shanty boat if I can have a 
an image of it and just uh, trace out the image. Holy smoke. I love tracing. Yeah, I do. Okay, so that's that's the whole um, thing there, which is, uh, you know, I've got the, the friends of the library are saying, hey, you know, in the next couple of months, go ahead and get that piece of artwork in, and I'll do it. It's part of a reskill. I'm not really doing that much, but I think it's kind of fun to be a part of, and I'm willing to, uh, to do that for, uh, for the library in the sake of uh, increasing my skill set. Right. The next picture has to do with what happened earlier in the month that I just wanted to just like so share with anybody who will listen and uh, is a picture of the crock pot and three mason jars and three mason jar lids etc and what happens is that you basically get a nice big knife and get some potatoes carrots onions and whatever other vegetable uh, you can get, plus some ginger and garlic and stuff, and just uh, mince it down. You know, practice how to mince. You know, just cut it into bite-sized pieces, throw it in the crock pot, put it on either high if you guys want it in a couple hours or low if you want it done in about four hours. And then once it's uh, you know done, you can put it on simmer and you can keep it hot for a long, long time, or you can turn it off cool down, put it in mason jars, put it in the refrigerator. That is so much food and it's so cheap and it's uh, so bulk so that I don't have to eat, uh, make food again for uh, a week, you know, depending upon how much I eat of it, of course. So that's the idea there, which is a sharing about uh, crock potization and uh, mass, uh, you know, um, cooking large amounts. And uh, this last weekend, just yesterday, I was at the mayor's hike and bike and sharing the uh, idea that others, you know, just can, people can commit to saying, yeah, I want to try, you know, just crock potting more. So there were some people that actually did uh, get to the point where they they said, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. And so that's kind of fun where people are influenced and uh, to try something. Uh, not that it's going to be uh, changing their diet. It's just going to decrease their cost and, de and, uh, and decrease the amount of time that they're spending on, uh, on food. And what I do typically is take, when I want to eat a meal, take out um, from the jar, put it into a bowl, and then put uh, you know, peanut butter, vinegar, and some you know, high potassium uh, salt on it, and uh, some hot pepper flakes and some soy sauce, and then, uh, did I say peanut butter? Anyway, uh, all that stuff just makes it taste so good. But it is kind of, if you make things taste good, that's uh, nutritious. You can also uh, eat too much because it's, high, you know, there's some starch in the potatoes, of course. So either you have to eat less, spice it up more so you don't want to eat more, uh, or just exercise more. Uh, or just be mindful and just you know, decrease the size of the plate that you are putting the meal on. Uh, but I, I just wanted to uh, communicate uh, to anyone who listens that crock pots, which are cheaper than anything, uh, can really be a time, time and money saver, etc. Well, the next slide that I want to share with 
and I didn't, haven't numbered these. I guess I could have so easily numbered, but it, I'm looking at the, the PDF that I converted the PowerPoint slide to, and the PDF says it's slide number six. So cool, lucky me, I get to um, use that and say on slide six then is another thing that happened this past month, which is good weather brings wildness and ideas and uh, actions. So uh, what happened is that uh, my son and I took off to Red River Gorge. Uh, I took a picture of Google Maps because uh, it's probably better to take a picture when you got strong Wi-Fi rather than in the middle of nowhere trying to pull down a map. And, uh, and so I got that a nice picture of Red River Gorge to know where to go next and uh, had a fun <clears throat> fun time uh, first starting off at the at the pizza place. I think it's called Miguel's Pizza or something like that. And and it's in the back there's the camping for two dollars a night. They've got some free uh you know walking ribbon. I think there's a name for it but I forgot what it's called. But it's kinda of cool where you practice your balance and increase your strength and all that kind of fun uh stuff and uh, that was that was there even nice picnic tables for people to either eat pizza or to uh, go ahead and just uh, other picnic tables to if you're a camper and then of course the lower right hand corner of that slide was the actual uh, rock climbing that happened um, in the, during that uh, weekend over a derby I guess and well, that's some of the best uh, rock climbing in the world. And after doing some more analysis, I guess there's uh, some even better spots to go uh, climbing in the gorge than, uh, than I did uh, just this last month. So I'm looking forward to heading to these places that are just unbelievably rich. Because the one that uh, uh, was at a week, couple weeks ago was kind of a bit of a trek to get there. Holy smokes. And there was so much poison ivy to avoid, and I did avoid it. Um, it's a little bit uh, tedious. So, but uh, you know, I'll be always. It's a good idea to be able to identify what poison ivy is. And so, if I ever get a chance to uh, go for a walk with someone who knows what poison ivy looks like, go ask them to make sure you have a good idea of what it is. And of course, if you do get poison ivy, go ahead and uh, wash it off <clears throat> with rubbing alcohol because that's the best solvent for it. Other uh, things work less good. And use a blow dryer on your skin when it itches real bad, and it will go away for about six hours or so. And that's a real life changer if you are suffering from poison ivy. <clears throat> the next slide that uh, I want to discuss, slide seven, happens to be uh, in the Portland neighborhood where <clears throat> someone just bought a house and there was a big yard and uh, I guess there's some idea of potential privacy that would be nice. So the inside of the house that was just purchased had lots of laughs apparently and they found that they could uh, weave the laugh through the fence and then you could make a real good uh, visual barrier and I think it's kind of like really easy to do that, but you have to kind of have a mind to be thinking about doing that. And so that's what this picture is. 
and the picture is to get ideas like, wow, I could just go ahead and use the laugh and create a physical barrier, <clears throat> visual barrier, uh, with the uh, chain link fence. So uh, kudos to that. It can even be artistic. It looks like some go at one diagonal and then the other turn in 90 degrees and go diagonal the other direction. So it's um, kind of it's a, it's a freebie. It's right there. And uh, for those who are, um, um, you know, it's a, it's a re reuse, it's a reskill and whatnot. And uh, I think there might be more I want to talk about on this page, but I just haven't had time to look into it. Like, oh, that could be like a mural or something back there. Something I don't know. That, that, that's that's a whole other skill. That's not a reskill. That's just a God-given skill. Holy smokes. So the next slide, slide eight, is a rendition of the photograph of the community garden that uh, has been worked for maybe last year, put together those uh, raised beds, nicely looking. And uh, they have, they're now in a position where they're two weeks late for being seeded or planted. But still, you know, it's Kentucky growing season is so long. You just put, if you're late, you can still put uh, plants in the ground. And um, Cindy found some asparagus uh, for real cheap at Lowe's. And so we're going to throw those in there and make some uh, asparagus. I don't know if it's going to be in one of these raised beds or just along some side somewhere because it can, uh, you know, it doesn't really need a raised bed. And asparagus is a whole different animal altogether. Uh, but I have lots of small little uh, cherry tomatoes from um, the potential new owner of this property's brother and uh, got those been, been growing and uh, nurturing them so that they can be transplanted and uh, grow like gangbusters here. So that's that's the idea uh, any, anyway. <clears throat> Plus, I think last month I gave a, I showed a picture of all the different uh, squash seeds that I got from uh, local um, organic uh, farmers, so I'm going to plant those and see if I can get some excellent results too. I took this picture uh, basically to get ideas if something needs to happen, uh, but I think it's just basically hard work. And you can see in the lower right-hand corner there's a 300-gallon uh, water catchment, uh, which is all full of water and uh, ready to uh, be deposited uh, at will. Uh, for anyone who wants to garden there. And so it's kind of remote and there's some security uh, personnel that are watching out. So it's a nice safe spot, lots of sun, lots of water. And uh, all it takes is uh, someone who's got a little bit of time on their hands. Yeah. The next slide has nothing to do with the previous slide and that is just talking, just thinking about, you know, reusing and uh, reskilling. And so it is a picture of a paper towel that's an industrial that, you know, like a workplace or the YMCA or something like that. And you basically wash your hands and then you dry your hands on the paper towel. But if you're like working at a desk for eight hours, you have that 
you can take that paper, which is just full of water from clean hands, and then kind of open it up, you know, hide it underneath someplace so people don't look at you. And then over the period of a couple of hours, it's way dry. And so you can use it again. Or you can use it for some other operation. So uh, the paper towels can be reused, and that's a reskill to do that. Uh, the other uh, point of the picture on the upper left has to do with uh, the uh, the eye the, the eyeglasses cloth. And so when you clean the glasses with soap and water and then use that cloth to dry the glasses, it works much better than, say, the paper towel. The paper towel has a little residual this and that, and it won't pull it fully clean the, uh, the glasses, and it also might scratch just a little bit. So uh, use the microfiber that are specially made for drying out the glasses because uh, it, it really works. There might be another life hack that doesn't uh, require such highfalutin uh, material, uh, but if you can get it, then you can just keep the material for like ever and uh, make sure your glasses stay clean and, and dry. So that's the other thing that I wanted that this reminds me of this slide is that I have considered the possibility of even foregoing using paper towels to wash, to, to dry off my hands at all. So when I wash my hands, I just flick my fingers vigorously and then uh, rub my wet hands on my forearms, which are like most males full of uh, hair. And then you just wipe it, wipe it on the hair and your arm, forearms get a little, uh, hair gets a little wet, but it dries out quickly and not even close to the skin, so it's not like it cools you or gets, makes you cold. But it is a, a kind of a, a neat idea where, you know, in some instances when you have your hand, both hands free, and uh, you can just use your forearm here. You know, I mean, that's just like, wow. Huh. Think about it. I've never had that thought in all my years, and then it's like, yeah, it's about time. So that's what the uh, reskilling, uh, reusing, life hack, all that stuff is kind of about a little bit. The next slide, slide 10, has to do with uh, what happened at the tennis court and what happens in spring in Kentucky is that it rains and then it gets hot and the weeds grow like crazy. So once a month, once a week, uh, I you know, have a tennis outing for anybody in the neighborhood that wants to come play tennis. Uh, it could be just me or it could be one person or it could be uh, you know, 15 people. Uh, but in this particular instance, there's a, there, uh, nobody was there for an odd reason. And I said, well, we have to really start ripping at these weeds because they were tall. And I spent the uh, half an hour just ripping up the weeds. And let me tell you, uh, that's that's a you got to stretch your back, you got to work your fingers and forearms, and so it's just a, it's a little bit of a workout. It doesn't get your heart rate up that much, but it still is uh, working. Uh, Hard, and then a couple weeks later, uh, I all these 
<clears throat> maybe a week later. These were they're all really dry, dried out. So I just kicked them to the side uh, with a you know some sort of a dead branch or something like that. No one else did that, which indicates that pretty much nobody uses these tennis courts uh, ever, <clears throat> except for me and any cadre of uh, folks that want to join me, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, but it does, does bring up the whole idea of uh, you build capacity in a neighborhood by doing things that support uh, everyone. And even though I'm the only one who uses it, it I, I am supporting the whole neighborhood because anyone at any time can just come to the tennis court and start playing. You don't have to worry about uh, humongous uh, weeds uh, getting in the way of their tennis games. The next slide, slide 11, is an, another odd concept, which I prefer because I like them like that. And that has to do with, like for instance, you know about the crock potting of the stew that I just told you about. And if it's in the refrigerator, uh, it really stays good for a long time. Now, in this instance, I kind of kept it out in the stew pot probably a little too long, and then I refrigerated it. But after a little while, it started looking a little uh, thick. And that indicates it's probably uh, getting some bacterial contamination. And the uh, there probably was enough mixing and perturbation that it's not mold, it's, it's uh, bacteria that's in the water there. And the idea is most people would say, oh, that's you know, got a nasty taste to it, and let's throw it away or compost it. But I raise my finger and say, this is what Homo sapiens has been doing for you know, tens of thousands of years is to make something. Fire's been around for 500,000 years, so you know maybe they've been making these stews for a long time. And then it sits in the hot sun, and they don't have refrigerators back then. And things would get pretty nasty. Well, they would drink it anyway. And the bacteria that are in there would probably end up just going into the large intestine gut, because we've got about three pounds of bacteria in there already. So as long as you don't put the bacteria inside your blood, like don't pour it on an open wound, uh, but eat it. That's your, your whole eating system is external to your body. It is a process that your body goes through in order to extract nutrients. But, it, it, but uh, it's, it's not, uh, you know, that's what, that's what beer is and wine and all that stuff, lots of bacteria yeast, and uh, I don't think that they, the early humans were sophisticated enough to know that you got to remove the bacteria and yeast in order to you know, have an alcoholic effect. They just drank it all down, doesn't matter. And the, <clears throat> this, the, the container to the left is sh sugar bowl. And if you put this little, little soured stew with a little bit of sugar in it, it really becomes sweet and sour and it's extremely uh, pleasant to eat. Uh, not that you want bacteria to be gnarling 
uh, on your vegetables before you do because some of the nutrition might go away and just be turned into you know, bacteria uh, uh, byproducts rather than um, actual nutrition that's in the vegetable. But if, but if you if you've got it, you might as well just uh, uh, eat it and uh, use a little sugar to make it a sweet and sour. So I had good results with that any time that I did have uh, some stew that has turned. The next slide, which is slide number 12, is a picture right outside the front door of some Metro employees making a putting tape lines down of a bike lane, <clears throat> which is good. I mean, the Northwestern Parkway is so wide, it's just, there's just lots of room for uh, bikes and cars, and it's just enormously wide. So what is it needed? It's there for kind of spiritual reasons, I suppose. You know, the Metro wants to, I'm not going to go into that, but uh, they, put down the tape and then they heated it with uh, some sort of a Bunsen uh, kerosene, what is it called, uh, some sort of a uh, mechanism that you know poured heat onto the tape and melted it into the tar. <clears throat> it seems perfectly fine and I'm, because I bike a lot, I'm pretty uh, happy to have a, a go biking uh, little thing on the uh, front of my uh, road there. That's neither here nor there. It's not really a really rescale. I guess it's just a, it's somewhere in there. It's just news. The uh, next slide is, <clears throat> slide uh, uh, 13, is a, a hole in the ceiling and it basically begs the idea that uh, if someone is in Portland and wants to buy a house that is a little gnarled up, it but has good bones, you can deal with uh, holes uh, that are in the walls. And if it's if the rest of the uh, plaster or whatnot is is uh, sound, you can learn how to you know cut a piece of drywall and uh, wedge it to the ceiling and screw it in and uh, tape it up and thereby you have a house that you didn't spend all that much money on that you're repairing and doing uh, some patches that are pretty straightforward and uh, everything is uh, beneficial because then you have a house that is getting better uh, your house value goes up if you sell and you get a, some reskilling if you don't know how to do that it's pretty straightforward it's all on youtube uh, so you know, this obvious. This is a uh, from uh, a house that I bought in Portland for for cheap, and this is a representative example of some of the holes that are present in my home. However, there are a lot more than just this. But I do bring up the illustrative point, which is it's doable, uh, and uh, there's a lot of benefit in going about uh, taking it on uh, as a marathon, not necessarily a sprint, because it doesn't really happen all that super fast, especially if you are working full-time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The next slide I want to share is slide 14, which I should have put right next to the biking one uh, with the road thing, but I didn't. And uh, slide 14 
is a depiction of me at Shawnee Park being a captain of the ride to work. And for the like second year in a row, I'm the captain and nobody else came, that's fine. Uh, and then, so I don't really take a whole lot of selfies. So I, I guess I was looking off to the side because I'm shy. But the weirdest thing is that the sign is uh, looks uh, backwards and I just don't know what to do about that. Like, really? Is that? I don't know how this got backwards because the kickstand is backwards too. So is it the fact that my phone is so cheap it does that? Or did I somehow flip it uh, when I was pasting it? And the answer is I don't know. Uh, the picture on the lower right-hand corner is uh, my bike again, and I arrived at work. And uh, all the bling and uh, swag that I got f from the city for being a bike captain and biking from uh, Shawnee, two t-shirts and all kinds of uh, apparatuses that are like so fun uh, if you're into the, the biking world. And I did notice too that the Mayor's Hike and Bike, which I mentioned a little while ago, did go to Shawnee Park all the way from Market, which is exactly my pathway uh, when I went from Shawnee to downtown. Uh, I took uh, all the way from Shawnee to on, on Market. So that's kind of fun to think that there were thousands of people that uh, took uh, the same path that I did uh, just about a week ago. The next slide, 15, <clears throat> is a slide of the back of the library where there was a program and a little bit of money to go ahead and buy some nice plants and potted um, soil and put them in the garden. And the, there used to be uh, the garden consisting of, like, for instance, these you know, three barrel, half barrels. Uh, and there's some more on the other side of the yard. Uh, but I said, there's way too many plants that were purchased here. I'm going to have to expand this garden. So I just did, I just took a hoe and uh, widened it. And now we're going to have just plants, not just from the raised bed uh, barrels, but along the sides of them too. And we'll see what kind of interesting synergies we can have. And uh, the library was nice enough to also be able to uh, get some sticks so we can uh, support the plants and kind of grow them uh, high up in the air. And who knows, maybe uh, with some string we can create a little archway between uh, two uh, barrels by doing some interesting tying of, uh, of cane sticks. Hmm, we'll just have to see. But uh, it was pretty easy to uh, to do that. And the uh, next day, I think there's a future a slide coming up. Uh, there was tons of kids that were in that um, same area doing some fun stuff, and I was proud to have all my uh, garden stuff uh, available for them to subconsciously be aware of. Uh, the next slide is a uh, slide 16 is a picture of. Uh, the neighborhood, and it's uh, someone who, quote unquote, gets it, uh, who has a nice clean curb, 
and has all kinds of colorful little pottery things and knickknacks and, uh, and some flowers that are uh, on the railing. And it's really pleasing and it's on the way to uh, Lannan Park, which is you know well-traveled. So lots of people go by this house. Uh, so it's a great win for the neighborhood to have uh, a community member who's making this kind of a, a, a beautiful um, entrance for people to see. The next slide, 17, is a kind of a reskill, a health slash whatever, and it is the backyard of the library, indicating that there are lots of great spaces for people who want to just meander in a climbing kind of a way uh, around the library building. It's perfectly made uh, with cement shelves to shuffle sideways, and then you get the treat of having this uh, railing system where you can you know, not touch the ground. You just have to climb on top of the railings and, uh, and do some what they call parkour, uh, just kind of climb, climb around. And uh, this is kind of why I made this picture, just to indicate that there's a, a lot of potential there for uh, having some uh, fun. It's low risk, it's not high, uh, but it is kind of intricate. And uh, there can be some excellent uh, physical uh, maneuverings and strengthening of child's bones, et cetera. Uh, even the idea of having a timed event to see who can uh, who can kind of uh, climb sideways around the building the fastest. But all this has to be done without the library not really knowing what's going on because the, you know, the risky lawyers folks would probably say, you can't be doing that. And we just say, well, this is not sanctioned by the library. We're just using a Carnegie building in the neighborhood. Thank you very much. The next slide is a picture of the library backyard when it was full of the fun clowning around uh, things like I was talking to you about where the, uh, where the garden um, barrels were. And the beautiful thing was just uh, the whole uh, children's escapade uh, was just taken from pretty much uh, easy material, cardboard boxes, masking tape, uh, just uh, pieces of wood, uh, tarps and uh, uh, here you can see a little bit of, uh, of to towing ribbon and I guess it's sponsored by Bernheim and they have a, a grant to do that and uh, so that's a, a great win for um, everybody to uh, and I think it's great to celebrate it by means of you know, taking pictures and letting people know, like like this, and uh, do more, do more. That's another picture, which is slide 19, of the garden there at the library and all the, the fun uh, variety of things that are um, being offered to the little ones. Slide number 20 is uh, a neighbor that and does a lot of tree work, and they happen to 
have the imagination to take some rotted out uh, tree and uh, put it up on end, make, uh, the stump on end, and then uh, hollow it out, put dirt in it, and make a garden. So this is really cool. Uh, I just think that it's like so neat. They've got about three or four different uh, nested uh, diameter circles, uh, and, uh, and so they have that's the right thing to be uh, for doing for sure. Uh, so I, I celebrate it. Now the next slide, slide 21, has to do with what I did. Uh, this was last weekend. I have on my to-do list is going to go out canoeing, boating on the Ohio River because we do have a boat launch here just uh, in shipping port. So when I did it, I realized that the current is really strong and I found a different ways to go about handling the current. Uh, and so now I pretty much uh, know those techniques, which is to stay really, really close to the shore and you can actually go upstream through the shore. <clears throat> if you go out into the uh, river, the current will force you to do most paddling upstream just to stay uh, even. Uh, but if you go along the shore, you can make uh, great progress either by uh, holding on to uh, roots or you can grab the, the sandy bottom or you can just uh, paddle. And so I would, thing about canoeing is that it's, uh, it's not expensive, I mean really not expensive, and it doesn't use any uh, gas except to get the car, uh, the canoe, you know, the car to get the canoe there, and, uh, and it doesn't really have a lot of maintenance. So for people who say, I got to go four-wheel in order to have fun down by the river, I really want to just scream, because this is so much more fun than just getting, uh, than making a mud slup uh, on a, in, a, in a beautiful uh, parks, you know, where it should be nice and grassy and stuff. The four wheelers and motors crosses are uh, ripping everything up. Uh, just have like, you know, two, three hundred canoes out on any given day. You can hear in the background there's a four wheel right next to the library. Go do something else like canoe. I rest my case. Uh, the next slide uh, is, uh, like I mentioned, I did go to the mayor's hike and bike and I indicating to some people the whole idea of crock potting uh, and, and such. And one idea that happened uh, was that I, you know, I decided I wanted to make a kind of a big piece of paper and put out some ideas. And this particular year, now, obviously, in the lower right-hand corner, there's books and all that kind of stuff to promote, uh, you know, whatever uh, healthy or educational thing uh, is the flavor of the day. Uh, but the upper left-hand corner is the idea that people can pledge allegiance to, and this is on Memorial Day, so people are thinking about pledging allegiance to, uh, and I said, you know, pledge allegiance to bulk foods, like crock pots, et cetera, or composting, or uh, watching some good, uh, you know, films uh, on, on becoming excellent people, or maybe going local with the foods, or growing gardening, or eating more fiber, uh, taking a cooking class, 
uh, fasting, uh, learning how to sprout, uh, etc. So um, it offered a great opportunity to interact with people <clears throat> rather than looking at them face to face and saying, oh, you're here, oh, I'm here too. Uh, there's a lot of content there that springs uh, right from the, uh, the heart for sure. The next slide is taken from Google Maps and it is a house that is in Phoenix Hill and it is doing everything right even though it's a little shotgun. It's got, it's not extremely obvious, but it has three windmills on the roof and it's got a nice hefty solar panel that also can be seen. It's not a great view. It probably should have taken a view from the uh, from above rather than from the side here. And it also is doing some water catchment. They've got you know three 55-gallon drums there and also they've got another one that's on its side which is probably a whole other escapade. So it's kind of uh, it's straightforward to realize that uh, a house can have stuff and you, you too can go to it if you want to. I think it's probably on Baxter and uh, Hull, real close to there. So that, that's a, an, a, a local success that can be done in Portland, by the way. The next slide is uh, slide 24, uh, has to do with uh, just encouraging people to make sure that you, if you're a homeowner, to value your property uh, kind of lower than what they say it is, and you know to upload, to take pictures, upload them, and uh, and whatnot. Um, that's that's a that's a skill that people have to have in order to be successful. You have to be um, suave with the internet, and I think most people are. Uh, if, you, if you're not, then you just find someone who's young, and they usually really are. The next slide, 25, is a slide, is a picture of a exercise ball, which are really big, you know, they're like two and a half, or uh, three feet uh, in diameter, and you sit on them, and you can either rock back, or you can, you can do so many things with them to, and I use it Principally for stretching out, it's a great opportunity to stretch every aspect of your hips, your back, or your side, and uh, and you can also sit on it if you get tired of sitting in a chair. Uh, and they're only about eight dollars at Walmart, and and so I would uh, I think that that's a great win, and uh, I wanted to let people know that. So, um, the next thing that happened this month, I mean, who knew, was that I had a little bit of a gunk in my lungs, and it was a special kind of gunk. Uh, usually, you know, it can go up, I, I can get it out with a little bit of coughing, but this particular uh, type of either virus or whatever it was, uh, stayed really deep in the lungs, and I was able to uh, liberated from my lungs by obviously drinking lots of water. I mean, just copious amounts of water is job one. And, uh, you know, I try to drink 
as much as I can. I try to get the water cold so it uh, tastes um, like you want some more. Uh, and also, you know, if I drink apple juice, it's uh, goes down really easy, but it is uh, extra calories. Uh, so it is a trade-off between hydration and dumb calorie intake, because I don't think apple juice has any fiber in it. And anytime you eat anything, you really want to have some fiber in it. But what what I did learn from uh, the slide 26, it shows um, a tool that uh, scientists use that you, you blow into this kind of little cone thing as hard as you can, as long as you can, until you can about turn blue. And then that the readout tells you how much um, you know, the smoking has influenced your lung capacity. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. But what happens is that when you go all the way to your to the end of your breath and you blow out even more and more and more, is uh, all your your small aspects, every corner of your lungs closes up, and it can do this. And a lot of times, if you're shallow breathing, you don't really need to do that. But when I breathed out so much, it closed up all of the bronchial. Uh, tubes and that exposed the uh, the gunk that was in there and it liberated it and I was able to to get it out because uh, I kind of closed in on it and uh, so I wanted to expose people to the whole idea of spirometry and as well as um, you know how to get rid of <clears throat> uh, gunk that's deep deep in your lungs so you don't have to get uh, pneumonia, you can get rid of it. I wonder how much it would be for a rec center or a health center to just have a spirometer around. Uh, I know it's pretty straightforward for uh, all kinds of places to have a blood pressure monitor. It just kind of tightens up your arm and then you tell what your blood pressure is. Well, this requires something that you can you know, hold in your, in your mouth and then you blow in it uh, it might be a little uh, hygiene-esque kind of, but I, I like uh, I like the idea of people knowing what their lung capacity is uh, without having to spend a lot of money going to the doctor and going to get another test and see how over the years your you know your smoking is decreasing your capacity and just you can see it. Uh, let's keep that on the cheap because this is straightforward, and boring stuff, uh, but it's really enlightening. The next slide, 27, is um, a picture of some uh, beads that were like, found, I think, uh, something related to Norse and uh, archaeology of Norse and some beautiful uh, gems and uh, stones that were uh, found on some uh, female Vikings and just shows that they were very colorful uh, people and they liked wearing beads and this is probably like 2,000 years ago and it's, for me uh, it's kind of like fun and I don't wear anything like that and I thought well I wonder if the rec center has you know, some uh, beads and, uh, and sure enough they do so it's on my uh, to-do list to learn how to make some uh, a beaded necklace um, with the idea of 
kind of make it a, a Viking one, uh, just just for fun, just to be in touch um, with uh, that heritage. <clears throat> I might want to leave the necklace at the at the rec center, and every time I go to the rec center, I can put it on if I want to uh, volunteer or lift weights or something, or maybe just bring it with me. We'll have to see. But uh, you know, the rec center has crafts. And uh, if you have a project, just ask them, and they'll say, "Yep." I mean, if they're amenable, obviously. But I was uh, that was a win for me, and look forward to that. The next slide, 28, is a uh, the words of the next anchor article. It's being printed today or tomorrow, and coming out uh, soon enough to uh, you know. And so it's talks about music and uh, it's certainly kind of fun and this weekend coming up is going to be the Portland Festival so I, it does mention that as well uh, so read it at you as here uh, on the website if you want to or you can go get an anchor uh, paper and read it there I guess it's going to be on page 10 so, um, let's see, slide 29 is from last month. It shouldn't be there. Uh, slide 30 is a rough draft uh, of a letter I want to draft by tomorrow uh, that goes to the committee leading the executive leadership committee of the uh, Portland Now Neighborhood Association to say uh, thanks for the teachers at the elementary school. And uh, I'm going to try to see if I can make it sound good. I just threw out ideas uh, really fast. Uh, and then I'll build on it from there, making it sound uh, pretty. But still, that's kind of a, a little bit of the initial structure that I thought was cool. Slide 31 is from previous month. I was really busy. Um, and so didn't have a chance to rip off some of these. 32 should be gone, 33 gone, 34 gone, 35 gone. So we're done, and that's good because we're getting kind of close to closing time at the library. And I do want to uh, sing a song before we go, and then we just basically going to be heading out the door. Guitar. <clears throat> is to be able to tune your guitar really fast while being so very entertaining. You can play the game and you can act out the part though you know it wasn't written for you. But tell me how can you stand there with your broken heart ashamed for playing the fool? One thing can lead to another doesn't take any sacrifice. No father, mother, sister, 
Shower the people you love with love. Show them the way you feel. Things are gonna work out fine if you only will. I could sing the second verse, but I do think I'm getting late and my guitar is slightly out of tune, so no one really wants to hear too much of that. It's easy to put it back in tune, but I, I, I won't for the sake of uh, time. And the other thing, I, I went to the re, the how-to festival at the library and heard about the ability of, uh, of anyone who wants to have a program, then the reskilling, reusing is definitely a kind of a, a program it can be. Uh, is that there's a local radio station that says, yeah, we'll put you on. Now, it could be 3 a.m. on uh, Thursday night uh, morning, but uh, at least, you know, to get it out there and to, you know, the Internet is cool because um, this is at metagenny.com slash reskill, but also just to kind of post it up. Uh, I think it might work out because I certainly say lots of words to describe the pictures that I'm showing and if you don't if it's on radio and audio only you can still basically get the idea uh, that something's going on plus if the file is already up uh, someone could just listen to the radio and follow along on the internet which might be a new kind of nouvelle uh, approach to uh, radio listening so that is what I want to say, which is uh, goodbye. Let's see, next month there'll be another uh, Rex uh, event, uh, re-everything. And uh, in a little while, um, I'm thinking that there might be an upload of this audio and the, uh, the PDF slides at metagenny.com slash reskill. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, look for uh, some advertisement that this has now turned into a radio show. Who knows? Anyway, that's about it. I want to uh, close out the uh, file for the audio um, by doing this. So, okay, next month, last Tuesday, um, will be the next time we do this. All right. Sayonara. Signing off.